Hello, everyone. Mia Paulus here with the Simplicity in Business and Life podcast. Today, we are going to talk about what customer success is. And I want to give you a hint. It doesn't start just in the onboarding process. So with that said, let's cue up the music and then we'll get right in. No, it doesn't have to be so hard. All right, so funny story. I uh, thought today's topic was on customer experience, not customer success until about 15 minutes ago. So this is good because this is the way business works sometimes is you have to be willing to adapt and change and, and know and feel confident in the things that you know. And that way you can talk about them and you can. And sometimes I think it comes out hopefully more genuine and, and naughty as scripted, not that I, I script my lives, but um, I do write notes and things like that. So I'm really kind of pulling out from some deep research I've done in the past that I that I uh, haven't looked at in a while. So it'll be cool to just just pull from my actual what I'm feeling and experiences that customer success is. And then you guys can go Google it and see if I'm even remotely right. No, but uh, it's cool because the topic I was going to talk about is was around customer experience. And I think it actually is good to actually talk about customer experience first and kind of lay the framework of what that is. Um, so much of like our vision for the company that I have is around simplifying the human experience through business. And when I talk about the human experience, it involves the customer experience, the employee experience and the strategic partner experience, which includes like your vendors and things like that. And, uh, and I always talk about the holistic balance of all those and how the experience of all of those in combined is what makes um, your business do well and get the reputation it needs. And, and, uh, and so with that, the customer experience is really one that I talk about often. And when I talk about the customer experience, it isn't just customer service. It isn't what happens when you pick up the phone or you send out an email. It's, it's the, the journey that that um, is really a full revolving circle. Like back in uh, a while back, I had done a lot of research on customer experience and the different frameworks or diagrams or Venn diagrams, whatever you want to talk about that are out there. And I wasn't really excited about a lot of them because they were sometimes oversimplified. And I and I struggled in my head. I'm a logical, I have to think through it pro step by step. And I couldn't I couldn't follow the the diagrams all the way around. And and, uh, and so I, I went and I created my own diagram around the customer experience. And at the high level, visualize a Venn diagram. So three interlocking circles that one circle uh, makes up the marketing uh, process. Another one is the sales process. And another one is the um, customer, um, kind of the customer uh, support or what I, we call service and support element and they're and when we, well, the way our diagram is is drawn out is they're interlocking and I wish I realized that I'm gonna start doing a, a shared screen I just have to make sure that the people that listen through my podcast um, they can visualize it enough to where the, the people that are watching my video they can actually see what I'm drawing so I'm gonna work on getting my iPad set up to where I can share my screen and show you some of these diagrams but uh, envision three interlocking circles so an actual Venn diagram and the way I look at it is it is so important for departments to talk to each other anymore so the the marketing department and the sales and the service support department need to be interlocking. They need to know what each other are working on and what they're doing. And, 
And I think about our service and support department that actually does a lot of work that does our the work for our customers and how much marketing stuff they do and how much sales stuff they do because it just made sense that they started to do a lot of the actual work because they're so involved with the customer. And so they can really make sure that the experience is tight. And, um, and so when I look at some of these large corporations, it's so hard for them to, they move so slow and it's hard for them to integrate. And so if you're a small or medium company, it's, it's really cool to start to design your, your companies to where your marketing and your sales and your service support can start to, um, integrate, um, and kind of know, uh, what each other are doing, because that all goes back to the customer journey. Customers are demanding a seamless customer journey anymore. So if you're not familiar with the term omnichannel, omnichannel simply means um, kind of communicating with you in different ways in the way that they want to communicate. So whether it be through email or phone or chat, uh, chat or text, um, any any way that they want to create that journey, they could. So they could go on your website and then they realize, oh, I have a question, I'm going to chat with them. And they realize the chat isn't doing very good. So, hey, can we jump on a call? So then they call you. Like you can literally walk yourself through a journey um, and you as a customer can create that journey. So that experience is what is what I look at as the customer, kind of the customer experience is that journey that is kind of mapped out for um for them. So when we talk about customer success, I kind of look at it as almost one more level up, like you're going into a deeper reason of how can they be successful with my product or service and, and not even product or service, because even if you have a product, product or serve or product, really, what you're doing is you're solving a problem or giving them some kind of result. So what you need to understand is what it means to solve that problem for them. So not what you think that they need, but really understanding what the customer needs and then solving that problem or giving them that result. And so that customer success team, whatever um, they need, and, and I hate even saying a customer success team because I don't want, I really think it's, even though you might have a customer success manager, for customer success to happen, everybody needs to be involved in that process. Everybody that touches that customer journey needs to be involved in customer success and making sure that the customer is getting the result that they want. So I say that loosely because um, there are some companies that have customer success teams, but sometimes I think it's kind of like the throw the money at it, create a program around it, oh, we solved the problem. It's like, no, we never want to forget about human, like, Customers are humans, customers have feelings, customers are people, like getting to really understand what they need. And when you do that, as you start to realize what it takes, what they think of as success, like knowing their definition of success, it allows you to also analyze, are they the right customer for us? Who is our ideal customer? Um, and then starting to attract the people that you know you can make successful. So for instance, in our company, we have I have an outsourcing company for a concept we call team sourcing. So it's different than other types of outsourcing companies. And with that, uh, we find that companies that are kind of ready to let go and ready to really grow and scale and, and make their company scalable, sustainable and replicable. Like, so they're really not wanting just like a VA to just outsource to, but really kind of be able to dump uh, their a portion of their business model into ours and create systems within our company like that. Those are our, our ideal customers, not somebody that just wants to delegate one task or another. Like there's great outsourcing companies for that, you know, Fiverr or VAs or things like that. So, so for us, what I realized is when companies come in and they're expecting just to be a just micromanage and just delegate a task, we're like, that's not really, it's gonna be hard for us to set them up for success because 
uh, we're so used to empowering our team to be able to take things and run with it for a client or to strategize on it and to go at a deeper level. And so, so I realized that the avatar and the ideal customer is so important to understand. So with that said, when you research customer success, a lot of times they'll talk about it starting at kind of the onboarding stage, right? Like, so the SaaS industry, the software as a service industry is really a big, obviously a big industry. And a lot of times, you know, they'll do demos and then they'll make sure that they are implementing the software well and, and things like that. But to me, customer success starts way before that onboarding process, way before the sales process. And uh, right now I'm actually going through a challenge from Russell Brunson. He's an internet marketer that I follow pretty closely. And, and he talks about, and he's doing a, what's called a one funnel away challenge. And, um, and a lot of it is about, like, even if you're a brick and mortar company or an e-commerce company or a service-based company, like a lot of it is creating these informational products and courses and, and ways to educate your customer before they even become a customer. And so if you think about it, customers are okay self-educating, creating their own journey before they even talk to somebody. They, it's not, you're not creating, doing a bad customer service or uh, creating a bad customer journey by giving them resources to, to look at before you talk, they talk to you. In fact, it's better because you're, you're screening them for your ideal customer. And so you can create these, these products to, um, really show them kind of getting them into the right mind frame. Cause if they don't have the right mind frame and don't know what to expect when they're working with you, they're going to come in with potentially wrong expectations and it is, or not even the right fit. And it is, and you don't want to try to put a, a square peg through a round hole. Like it's, it, it uh, it's not worth forcing it through. It's better to just attract your ideal customers and then let them seamlessly go through your journey. And to me, that is the best way to have customer success. So to do that, um, well, back up a while back, I had read a book. Uh, it's called They Ask You Answer, and it's been a while since I've read like the details of it. But the concept was great. It was around the concept of as businesses, we are all media companies. It is our job to educate our customers and to um, answer any question, whether it be about competitors, um, pricing, uh, what to expect, onboarding process, whatever it is, like put it out there on the internet. And this is something that we're working towards. And I know I, we have a lot to still put out there, but I know in my back of my mind, it's like, okay, we've got to get our act together, make sure we're adding more of the stuff because the more that customers can educate themselves. And like right now I'm building out a funnel to where I can walk them through making sure that the ones, the ones we're attracting as leads are our ideal customer. And so based on the products that I'm selling, we'll attract the right ones. And so I just think that customer success is first going, filtering out the right customers, right? And making sure that you have the right ones. Otherwise you're trying to appease to too many types of people um, and you're not able to really create a succinct uh, journey for them. And with that, you're not gonna ultimately have them have success. So at the end of the day, it is doing whatever it takes, giving them the tools, the resources, the support to be successful with your product or service or result, the problem you're trying to solve. And uh, so with that, we have to be willing to look at the whole big picture from the time that they're literally just a stranger on your website, and then the time that they become a lead and a prospect, and then now they're through the sales process, and they're onboarding now with you, and then they're then they're going in, in involved with their customer service, and then you want to figure out ways to delight them, which are ways that they didn't expect. To me, that's a big part of it. It's like you have to meet their bare minimum needs for sure, but then another part of it is delighting them in ways that they 
they didn't expect. So whether it's sending them chocolates at Christmas, like I'm not saying all these things, but you know your customers and be like, you know, what's something that we've met their bare minimum needs and you have to do that or else when you delight them, they're just going to be turned off. So meet their needs and then figure out how to um, figure out how to delight them and and really catch them off guard. And, and then when things go wrong, I mean, we're all imperfect. Companies are imperfect. So when you do have something happen, they're more willing to forgive and and keep you on as a vendor. Because I think so many employees and vendors and, and customers are all like, well, they don't care about me, so I'm not going to care about them. But I think we need to start to do a paradigm shift and actually change that where we care about our vendors, we care about our customers, we care about our employees. And, uh, and when that happens, I think we'll start to see it may hopefully a shift where it's not uh, just in it for me kind of thing. And we're actually helping each other out. So uh, so then once they become that, what's the cool thing that happens when, when you're able to show them their level of success is they now become an advocate for you. And this is where it gets cool because now the marketing and the sales process is so much easier because you have them telling other people about what you do. And so that's why customer success is so critical and why you have to start it way earlier than the onboarding sales process. When you just Google customer success, you know, you'll see a lot about step number one is onboarding and then making sure that's good. And I think honestly, it needs to start way before. Make sure that you're educating them and you're screening to the point where you're attracting the right ideal customers for you. So hopefully that was a little bit different angle than you've typically heard for uh, for customer success and and really kind of my take on it and the way I look at it. I always try to not get so caught up in jargon or words or structure where I forget that these are just people like they they just want their needs met. And so at the end of the day, don't try like don't don't try to put that emotional barrier between you and your customers. Like truly get to feel what they want and how you can what success again means to them so hopefully that was helpful and hopefully it was valuable uh knowing that i just created this on the fly because i prepared the wrong thing and just so you know um i obviously prepare my topics ahead of time or my team does and and uh, just little quick uh ways to simplify business and not have to think about it like i always know if, if my team gives me my topic I know I have to go live on this date. Like it's, I don't, I don't get to back down. I have to keep going. And, and so it's that level of accountability for me. So even though I uh, didn't prepare the right topic, it, uh, it's great because it, it's good to do these things that are outside of your comfortable or comfort zone. So uh, with that said, do something uncomfortable today. So, all right, I will see you guys next week. Follow me on my socials, Miss Mia Paulus, and I will see you soon. Bye. No, it doesn't have to be so hard No, it doesn't have to be so hard Business and life, mates